Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Lainey, and welcome to the Lainey Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. Sasha's mad at me right now. I'm not mad at you. Oh, you were just bitching at me for Instagram. Oh, I was. Oh, That's you're- true. That's true. <laughs> oh, we're bringing this up. Yeah. You know what? Happy or belated, bitching at Yassick. Happy belated birthday. You Thank were in you. Chicago, and I was just commenting about the very beautiful photo that you put on Instagram, but what saddened me is that you were one of those, one of those people where you made your significant other like fucking perch himself and like blow fucking wind in your hair and make that perfect Chicago picture. is the windy city. Fine. So there was no manufactured wind. The wind was just pictures, blowing. How many pictures to get that picture? Um, just be <laughs> honest. Oh, I'm going to be totally honest. Okay. We tried – it was a photo shoot. Oh, fuck. There me. were many different positions. Yeah, like, I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> There were many positions from different angles because we were on this rooftop deck bar thing and it was gorgeous. And so I was taking pictures against this blowing flag and then uh, finally we looked down in the street lights and the traffic were lighting up the river and both of us were like, oh, this one's good. So then in that position, he probably took three. Okay, But the whole photo shoot was like, I don't know, eight pictures. Okay. But it was a beautiful – he took a – he's very proud of this photo. you look gorgeous. But just at one point, did you think like, I'm being kind of a dick. Like, we're being dicky. We're like – we're just being douchey dick faces taking pictures. Uh, No, that never crossed my mind because I'll tell you why. It was my birthday. Yasek just said it crossed his mind. So I just want to say – Good for him. That's two against one. (laughs) He doesn't have a voice on this podcast, so (laughs) (laughs) silence, man. Mm. Um, and, uh, not going to lie, I was feeling myself. Yes. But not sure. to get too weepy, but it's been a while since I've felt myself because for the uh. last <laughs> month, I have been, no, no, longer than a month, I have been walking around like my eye has been pregnant with a sty. Yes. And there's Yasik sighing again because I've somehow managed to work my sty into a conversation, which is like my favorite thing to talk about. Anyway, I just had surgery on my sty this week. Yes, it looks great. Uh, thank you. And that, that yes, bless like when you. When I happy zoom birthday. in on this photo, I can see the sty. Everybody, if you are looking at my Instagram, if you zoom in, you can zoom on Instagram now. By the way, Sasha wouldn't know this because she doesn't use Instagram. But if you zoom in, look, look, look. If you zoom in, Sasha, you can see the sty. Yeah, but you look gorgeous. So like, whatever. Thanks. Thanks. Say it again. You look gorgeous, <laughs> even though it took a thousand times for you to do it and you put it on Instagram for people to tell you you look gorgeous. But um, that's okay. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really gorgeous picture. And Chicago is a gorgeous city. We had the best weekend there. Mm. I highly recommend Chicago. I highly recommend – we went to Wrigley Field for a Cubs yeah. game. Um, Did you go buy like the, uh, the decrepit Harpo Studios? No. Oh, wow. No. But we did – what we did was we went to Wrigley for a Cubs game, 
Then we walked from Wrigley back downtown, which is about an hour, hour 15. We walked. I didn't know. Did you know that Chicago has a great beach? No. Yes, oh, exactly. Really? We didn't know that Chicago has a great beachfront. And we walked along the shoreline. It was gorgeous. Oh, that's so fun. Hey, did you, because I have this weird thing right now about couples holding hands. Did you guys hold hands on this trip in Chicago? Once in a while okay. we did. Okay. I would say that we didn't hold hands more than we held hands. Okay. But there were few times where, yes, our hands would clasp and okay. it was lovely. Um. And the, our whole – Yasik wants me to say that our hand-holding style is not linked fingers. It's palms Palm, clasped. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Linked fingers or, or sorry, linked fingers together, like weaved fingers. Weaved fingers. That's very hard to do. That's very uncomfortable. So we – no, but there are some people who think that fingers linked, like weaved, is passion, passion, and hot, hot. Okay. But we do a hands – Okay, hand-hold. Hand like palm to palm. Oh, he was talking. Sorry. We, Do you want a microphone? Yes, uh, because he really does. He's getting very boisterous yeah. these days. He always wants to say some shit. Well, he's a but white male. He, but what he was saying <laughs> was that you, your hand holding is like a dead fish, is what he just said. Which, which this is. So this brings me to my hand holding situation. Is there's always when I've been looking at this lately, like looking at all these couples, and there's always one person that just looks so not down with the hand holding situation. There's one who's just like super stoked that, that that's their babe. Yeah. And then there's always that one that's like, I don't want to fucking be holding hands. Well, there was this one day. Which clearly you are the one who doesn't we were, hold hands. <laughs> we were leaving Wrigley and I think he had grabbed my hand and then like 30 seconds later, he like threw it down. He was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and then the whole trip, he would make fun of me that I was dead fish hands. Um, okay, so that proves my theory. Okay. Anyway, one final note on Chicago. If you yeah. go, he he... The white male without the microphone wants us wants us to let you know that he's not a hand holder, though. Okay. Typically, we aren't. We're not really that. But it was a special motive. But I want to say now, if you're done, Yasik, um, I want to say that if you go, there are so many things that we didn't do. Like we only had 48 hours, so I think I want to go back because there are things on the list that we haven't been able to get to. What we did do is we went to the Art Institute of Chicago, and I was so impressed with the collection. Like, they have so many pieces. I didn't know that their collection was so extensive. Um, Such as? They have, like, so many Monets, for example. Hmm. They have so many Van Goghs. Wow. They have um, two of, like, the most, I think, the two of the, like, the I don't know if you can use the word lovely to describe Jackson Pollock, but two really great Jackson Pollocks. They have Warhol's silkscreen of Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, this is hardcore. Um, okay. The the gallery, the, the, the breadth of that collection, and I think it's because Sarah told me, because we had dinner with Sarah when we were in Chicago, mm. Sarah told me that they've recently had a few bequeathments. Is that the word? I don't even know what that means. So they've had a few gifts, donations oh, okay, from people's yeah. private collections. Oh, yeah. So there were several Picassos and particularly the Picasso old man with his guitar, old man and guitar was, I loved it. Yasik was like, yeah, it's okay. And they have so many Joan Miros. Anyway, so if you, are thinking about a, um, if you are thinking about a trip to Chicago, definitely stop in at the Art Institute. Very cool. Can I just... Um, 
before we get into the questions, can I tell you something that was really exciting that happened to me today? When I got home from work, I had a letter waiting for me and it was for jury duty. Fuck you. Yeah. 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 I, it was like, it was the most exciting thing since like opening up um, like a university admissions letter. I was like, oh, how oh my is it God. marked? Like who is it from? Jury duty Gov- Canada? I don't know. Some, it like, you get like a personal letter from some dude Fuck. who's high up there. Anyway. I'm so jealous. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be on a jury, but it's like the first But you step. got the letter. Yes. Yes. Anyways. Okay. So the- then what do you have to do now? You just have to send it back. And then, but I mean, I feel like I would be a really great candidate for that. And <laughs> like, I'm mixed race. So it's like, I'm, you know, I, I can play, I can, that's what I want to do. I want to be in like some like really hardcore, like OJ Simpson style trial. So fingers crossed. Well, yeah, because back in the OJ Simpson days, they didn't have like Netflix or (laughs) (laughs) when the jury was sequestered, their entertainment options when they were in isolation were limited. But now you have, fuck. Oh, I guess though it would be kind of, like I wouldn't be able to like see anybody, right? You just locked in your hotel room. Yeah, but you hate seeing people anyway. That's true. Like we hate people. And like winter's coming. It would be the perfect time. Although you would be the kind of person who, like you would hate your fellow jurors. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I probably. <laughs> You're right. So that might be an issue. No, don't don't ruin it for me. Don't no, put that out but there. I'm not. I'm just jealous because I've written before on the blog and I've said it on the social that I have never been invited to jury duty, and I everybody I know, some people I know have been like invited five times. Really? Yeah. What is it about me? I don't know. Maybe you're just a big cow. No one wants to No, but they say it's random. So I just feel like, I don't know why my numbers never come up. You couldn't do, you wouldn't be able to, would you? Like, are you allowed to if you're kind, you're, if if you're like a known person, like you're on television, are you allowed to do that? Yeah, but Taylor Swift made it through. Yeah, and they axed her because they. I know, but she made it through several rounds. Right. Like she wasn't axed right away. She was just axed at a certain point because then they felt, I don't know, whatever. But if it was just being, I don't know, in the public eye or in the media or whatever, they would have axed her in the first round. Okay. Well, there's still hope for you. But for now… You'd be a great juror. I know. I'd be so good. I can't wait. Don't you wish that jury members could speak though? Like you could slam your hand down on the little bar and be like, excuse me, I have a follow-up question. Yes. And I feel like there should be like camera pans to me. (laughs) Anyways. All right. Let's get started. You're reading. Okay. One sec. Okay. Dear Sasha, my boyfriend and I have been together for 11 years now. I'm 26. 11 years. 20, and she's 26, 15? Okay, yeah. Wow. I'm 26. He's a few months older. We met in high school and have been dating since. Our families know each other very well. We all vacation together, spend holidays together, and we've pretty much been acting like an old married couple for as long as we've been together. He recently proposed, and I said yes, but I'm having second thoughts. We both come from fairly conservative backgrounds. Most of my close friends are married with toddlers, and I just always thought that that was what I wanted too. But lately, I don't know. I still want to get married someday and have children, but I feel like I haven't experienced much in my life. I've never been with anyone else but my boyfriend. No one-night stands or even just dating other people. No crazy wild stories. No spontaneous adventures. And I've been feeling like I'd be settling down and not necessarily in a good way. I truly love my boyfriend. He's very kind and selfless good-looking, respectful, and driven. We've had way more ups than downs in our relationship, and the last thing I want to do is hurt him. 
I don't think he has any doubts about us. We've been planning the rest of our lives together since we were teenagers, but I feel like maybe we need to take a break to be able to find ourselves separately and experience new things. Can you help me figure all of this out? Thanks, Kay. Wow. Okay, so dating 11 years, now 26. So as she said, since high school, what, 26 minus 11 is 15. Yeah. Yeah. She's 15 years old. That's a long time, man. It's a long time. It's a long time with no other experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah, I, I ha- I'm I, a bit uncomfortable telling her to like ditch her boyfriend and like go get her fucking twerk on, but like that's what I'm saying. Go <laughs> break up with your boyfriend, go live your life, date other people, find out what is out there for you, learn more about yourself most importantly. And if he's still there after all that, amazing. Um, if he isn't, then dot, dot, dot. Like, that's the, that's the fun part. And I feel like that's what she's looking for. I'd be more uncomfortable, and I see where you're coming from about being uncomfortable because, like, he seems like a really nice guy. They seem like they're happy. And you don't – I don't want to fuck up someone's life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think the reason why I'm not that uncomfortable agreeing with you is because she doesn't feel right. Mm. I mean, she's the one who right now is saying to us, to perfect strangers, because it's safe, that she doesn't know what she's missing. There's a lingering. She'd feel like she was settling and not yes. in a good way. Like she's spelling it out for That's herself. That's right. So, Kay, I think that what you're doing here is you know the answer. I think that you were sounding it out with us and we appreciate that and definitely that's necessary. It sounds like your entire social circle and family circle is all involved and up in your business and it's too familiar. But the fact that you are testing out these words and these feelings and you've committed them on paper, that's valid. That's you and you clearly have some curiosity about what life looks like outside of this relationship. And I don't think honoring it is a bad thing. Totally agree. Um, I was thinking about something that sounds really depressing, but go with me here, is I was thinking about this last night. I was thinking um, how, like, I have this wonderful husband. I have these wonderful friends. I, like, I couldn't have a better relationship with my mom and my sister. Like, I, you know, I, we are as close as close can be. But at the end of the day, you're alone. Um, do you know what I mean? Like as, as close as you, as close as you have people and friends around you, at the end of the day, you're alone, which is a scary thing, but it's also a liberating thing. And so that's why I think it's important for our reader is like, if you are going to be alone, it's really important to get to know who you are. And if she's, you know, been with this person for 11 years, I have a suspicion she doesn't know who she really is. Um, without this person. And I think that's really an important thing. And that's obviously what she's craving. She's craving that. She's craving her autonomy. She's craving experience. And I think, yeah, the the last thing you want to do is be looking back five years into a marriage that you're just unhappy with. The other thing too is that there's this conundrum in life that you sometimes have to choose between mistakes or the unknown. Mm. And what would you rather? So this is this is what I see. It's a game of would you rather. Would you rather go on with this relationship and get married and not ever know and not ever answer the question, what if? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather do it 
And then two years from now, be like, ah, oh, fuck, I really did love him. And then now he's gone. I don't know. Like, yeah. those are, you know, that's, that's why life. That's diarrhea. Yeah. That's why life is such a game. But I think um, sometimes, for me, I'm a gossip columnist after all. Not knowing is sometimes worse. Really? You know? Okay, yeah. Like, yep. always having the what if mm. is… You know, I I think that, yes, 100% K, there is a chance you will end this relationship, go and discover yourself. Sure, you might find out that what's out there isn't any better than what you have now. And then you might come back and he's with somebody else or he doesn't want you back. But that's life. And that's going to suck. Yeah. But you'll have known at least you'll have answered the question for yourself. Yes, agreed. But it is a shitty conundrum. Yeah. But having said that, again, it really goes back to age for me, specifically with our our writer, is that she needs she needs to live some she needs to live some life. Yeah. By living life to you, and we don't necessarily mean that by living life it like is, you know, more D's. No, it's about just It getting, is that too. That's like <laughs> just the the cherry on top, but it is about, you know. Doing your own thing, making your own mistakes, yeah, and um, yeah, like get, get she obviously she has like a small town itch, it seems like, yeah. and so yeah, go go live, go explore. Okay, next, hello Sasha and Lainey, I'll be quick. Can a douchebag change, even if this person met someone nice or once one forever this way? Mary, well. Thanks for keeping it quick, Mary. (laughs) Some additional details would have been nice. (laughs) Yeah. About this douchebag who you've clearly hooked up with or possible douchebag. Um, I mean, that's what I'm going to assume. Yeah. That she's, Mary has met somebody who is a douchebag and is wondering if she's the one. Yeah. That's right. That, yeah. Can you ever change a douchebag? I mean, I guess in theory you can. But in, I don't know, in my experience in practice, no, no. I've never been able, and I've, and I've tried, I have tried my damnedest to, um, to change douchebags and it like, it's no, it's no bueno for me. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, I wish we knew what level of douchebag. I mean, is this Charlie Sheen? Do you know what I mean? Like, I am consistently amazed that Charlie Sheen constantly is with a woman who's willing to take a chance on him. Mm. Even though he has, I mean, you can see in his history, he shot Kelly Preston like 25 years ago. He shot Kelly Preston? Yes. I did not know this. Oh, please. Oh, please continue. And I will read you. It's actually crazy. Like he shot her in like in her shoulder, like what? In the 80s, Charlie Sheen shot Kelly Preston. Okay. Um, it was in a limb. Arm or leg, but a firearm went off wow. <laughs> in his possession and shot her. Okay, but he's not a douchebag. He's like deranged psychopath. So I don't think our our writer, Maria, is… No, I hope you're not dating Charlie she, Sheen, no. Marie. I think she's probably… Or Mary. I, we don't know how to I pronounce her, her name. Maria. <laughs> I think she's probably talking about a guy. Well, I know you're going to bring up Charlie Sheen, but I think… You're she, just still shocked that women have had children and married Charlie Sheen repeatedly 
after he shot a woman. That's crazy. Um, but I feel like Maria, Mar- let's just call her Maria, I think she's probably talking about someone who's not returning her phone calls, someone who's like leading her on, that kind of douchebaggery. So, oh, I hope so. Yes. Yeah, so what, 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 what's your initial feelings about this? I, again, I, I, I can't get past the level of douchebaggery. Like I, I think that, can we just kind of go through the stages of, you know, the types of douchebags? Okay. So there's Charlie Sheen. I get it. That's fucked up and crazy. Then there's like Jude Law who has children with several women. Yep. So that's kind of like, and then keep, and then is able to consistently, again, attract women. Like women are still drawn to that. Then there's the level of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. That is, I mean, and there are women who continue to defend him and would do anything to be with him. He's the non-committal douchebag, I would imagine. Well, he's also gross because I think that to me, his um, relationship slash romantic history would indicate that he's actually, I don't think he's interested in a woman beyond what she looks like. Right. So I'm sure that the models he dates are nice and super intelligent, but let's face it, his criteria is not personality, nor is it intelligence. Can we just agree on that? Come on! Yes, but I bet you, but the, I don't care about their intelligence, but I'm trying to say that that girl, every, every woman in these levels of douchebaggery that you have set out for us here, all are fingers crossed hoping that they will be the one. But why? Okay. Why so do we do that? Discussion. Why do we do this? Like, why is a nice guy not attractive? Enough. Yeah, I, 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 I am always perplexed, but I have fallen into that trap multiple times where for some reason there's something uh and it, and it's immaturity that you you like being hurt for some fucked up reason and so then yeah like is it you like being hurt or you like saving uh i think it's a combination of both um i don't i don't you know it's hard to say that you like being hurt but i don't have any other reason for why i would always why i would always come back you know um but yeah it is it is Part of it is for sure trying to save that person and to hold the trophy to be like, I did it. I'm with this person. Like, I, you know, he went through the rungs of women, but he finally came to me. Um, what I mean, what I've learned over the years is like, Jesus Christ, no. Like the last, like a relationship is so much effort when you're with a good person. The last thing you want to be doing is putting effort into something and then extra effort into trying to change someone. Um, it, it just doesn't really work out. Like, I, I, for me, like, no douchebags for me. But you had to learn that. But I had to learn that. But I, this is what I'm getting at. Like, why do we have to learn that? Why is it that – is it something to do with our pop culture references? Is it something to do with the way we're raised? Is it something to do with how we talk about romance? Like, did you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? Uh, no, but fucking Charlie. Charlie. Right. So Charlie Hunnam's separate from his character. Charlie Hunnam, yes, 100% fucking hot. But his character, he played a character, his name was Jax on the show, was a gang member, murderer, Mm -hmm. like hit a woman. Like there was one scene where he beat the shit out of this woman. Um, Let me go back to murderer because that should be enough. (laughs) (laughs) And yet people love this character. 
separate from Charlie Hunnam, the person. I'm sure Charlie Hunnam, the person, I hope Charlie Hunnam, the person is, is a wonderful nope, human being because who he's wants so to. fucking hot. I love him so much. But the character is the one that drew people in, Jax. And I would write on the blog, like, I'd be like, mm, why do you people like Jax? Like, why are you rooting for him? Remember when he murdered? Yeah. Well, what is it's that? But what is that? Thing? Because I, what is that? What is that about us? I think it says something about us more than the douchebag. A hundred percent, it does. I don't. I don't think you're a secure person if you want to be in relationships like that. And so I think over time, when you get into a number of those, then you come out of them and realize more about yourself. You're stronger. You know what you want in someone. You're no longer going to take that shit anymore. So it's like a growth period. But as to why we want to be treated badly, I feel like that's some deep-rooted, really deep-rooted shit that um, it doesn't have a simple answer. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A friend of mine has this theory about how parents are always like, Oh, I want you to bring home the nice guy or the nice girl. And and so her theory is that it's all rooted back on defying your parents. Like, Quite and possibly. that there's something to do with the forbidden. What is forbidden and what is bad for you is also. But that goes for everything too, right? Like, it's fun doing bad stuff sometimes yeah. until you mature and realize that A, you've either done enough bad stuff yeah. to realize that it's not that great. Yeah. Or that you just get it out of your system. Like I think it's, I think everybody should, I, I actually do think everybody should go through some sort of fucked up relationship um, in their lifetime so that they do understand what they want and what they deserve out of a, a good relationship. There is something to the illusion though of being the one who changes the bad person. Yeah. Um, Have you ever done that? I don't think so. I've never been successful. Having said that, I think that there are – people can be douchebags in isolated situations. Like, I – you love Yasik. In fact, sometimes I think you like Yasik more than you like me because everybody <laughs> – Yasik is a lot nicer than you are for <laughs> sure. I think everyone would agree with that. But let me tell you a dating story about Yasik. Okay. So Yasik went out with – Yasik went out to the club. He went, you know, he went dancing, he went drinking, and he met, well, can we talk about, well, <laughs> I hope everyone knows that Yasik once was a dancer, and Lainey <laughs> has now told him that he can never dance, and like part of his soul is is dark and sad that you told him never to dance no, again. No, no, it is actually like, actually she the- She didn't tell me that. She laughed at me, and therefore I <laughs> Yeah, but that's actually like what, some of the most abusive things one could do. You took like- Something that he found joy in and you told him no. Fuck. That's true. Fuck So you. at every party, no, no. no, at every party, I'm sorry, at every party, you're dancing up a storm and fucking poor Yasik is in a corner <laughs> 
with like cement legs because you've told him he's never allowed to dance. Coming from the woman with the luxury of Corey is a great dancer. So what? So what? Even if Corey was a bad dancer, I would let him do what he Liar. loves. No. <laughs> We got, he's trying to, he's trying to get me to say that a few, like a few weeks ago, we both got fucked up at home. Um, <laughs> as you do. And then Beyonce came on and he loves, he loves, um, uh, love on top. Okay. And XO. And so I, it had just come on the shuffle and he actually danced with abandon. Oh. And, and it was fun. It okay. was fun, but maybe not in public. <laughs> but never again. Anyway, so okay, so go back to the so he's I don't know when what, he asked, like, whatever he's was twenty two mm-hmm. or something, and he's out and he's it's dark in the club and he meets this girl and he starts making out with the girl and then they exchange numbers or they decide to meet up the next day and then he goes home and the next day he's waking up from the effects of the night before and he's about to go meet her and his buddies, his roommates are like, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm going to go meet that girl I was with last night at the club. And his buddies were there and they're they're like, oh, are you sure? Are you you sure you want to do that? And he was like, why? And his buddy said to him, well, you were pretty fucked up last night and you may not have been seeing what you normally see. Yeah. So he was like, no, no, I'm going to go meet her anyway. So, of course, he smokes up. Yeah. (laughs) He goes to meet her. And he picks her up and he realizes his friends are right. So he pulls out of her driveway with her in the car, Mm. takes her to the McDonald's, drive through. Happy meal? Then parks in the McDonald's parking lot. Eats his happy meal <laughs> and then and drops, then drops her, off. her off at home. So there is okay. a girl out there who's like that fucking douchebag. And there's a woman, there's a girl out there who has this horror dating story. I would beg to differ that that actually is not a douchebag thing. That's like he tried to do the best he could in the situation, right? He at least took her out on a fucking date. I imagine he probably paid for the McDonald's. See, this is my life. All my friends defend Yazik. But that's because I but guess you, I... Even you... He took her to the drive-thru, ate, I, and then left. That's not... That's not a quality <laughs> behavior. But I've done some really shitty things to dudes, too. Like, I have, like... I've done some horrible things to people. But that doesn't... Like, I think what a douchebag is, the definition is if you're, like, consecutively being a dick. Um, like everybody fucks up. Everyone's really horrible to a couple of people. If you're that girl and he calls back a week later and you're her friend, do you tell her, yes, give the McDonald's guy another? No. (laughs) He's trying to say that he did that purposely. But what I'm saying is that like, I have never seen that from him, right? Everything about Yasik in our relationship has been well, I mean, he's done some douchebag. No, no, he hasn't done douchebag things. But I mean, we fight, so sure. it's not like he's perfect, but he hasn't done anything like to disrespect that. Disrespect you. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is like, I guess these stories hold up that stupid ass illusion that when the right person comes along, you're not a dick. But Yasik was never is not fundamentally a douchebag. Do you know what I'm saying? 
He's not fundamentally. I just abusive. told He's you had... one story. There are other stories. Okay. <laughs> there, I what I'm saying is that like. Scott, he's trying to tell me Scotty Eastwood is a douchebag and yes, 100%. Like, get a microphone, yeah, dude. seriously. God. <laughs> Are we helping her? Have we helped her? I'll, I'll say this. I'll this was a discussion, a dissertation, <laughs> like yeah, a, an oral dissertation on douchebags. So the summary for me, the hypothesis, if that even makes any sense. I don't sense, even know if we, yeah. I'm is, not sure we got anywhere. Is for all intents and purposes, no, you can't change the douchebag. Maria, if you're dealing with a douchebag and he's given you some like, you know, disrespectful cues, like he's not returning your phone calls or he's ignoring you or he's just calling you over to fuck and then you don't hear from him for a couple days, that's a douchebag. You're not going to change him. He's not interested. Move on. Next question. Last question. Hi, Sash and Lainey. I often have trouble balancing asking for what I want with keeping the peace and biting my tongue. Staying quiet inevitably leads to resentment, which is what I'm dealing with now. My mother passed away when I was 14, and my father married another woman about 14 years later. They've now been married about nine years. My stepmother and I are civil to each other, and we don't fight, but I always wish that we had a closer relationship. I guess the chemistry just isn't there. I feel like I've tried to make an effort, but it seems like she'd rather be left alone, which is fine. She doesn't have children of her own, so maybe it's just not a relationship she's comfortable with. I see her and my father once every other week for dinner. I never really see either of them separately. I guess things reached ahead when I got married at the end of 2014. Weeks before my wedding, she and my father pulled me aside and discussed having me take over my student loans. My father had been helping me up to that point and moving to a better living situation. Maybe the most upsetting thing was they asked whether I really wanted to marry my fiancé because they, quote, felt bad for me when we met for dinner and my fiancé would often be busy doing something else. Since that conversation, I guess I felt like we're not really a family. I just feel like we're going through the motions, meeting every other week, but I just feel disconnected from them. I'm now paying 100% of my student loans and my husband and I finally bought a house without help from them. However, I've been thinking about the future like what will happen after my father passes. I don't believe that they have wills, and if my father passes first, I will get nothing. My now husband and I are discussing having children, and I am also resentful because I don't see my parents being very involved, and I'm not even sure it's worth it. Plus, I will need IVF, and they've made no mention of helping me out with the cost of that. I know I'm an adult, and I have no right to expect anything from them, but watching them live comfortably... While my husband and I are struggling to take baby steps by home and build a family is gnawing away at me. My only sibling passed away years ago, so maybe I'm just missing that family support. I'm debating whether I should mention this to them or just keep my mouth shut and hope that this resentment passes. Thanks for your time. Feel free to shorten this as necessary. Guiltily resentful. Ooh. Okay. I... I want to be sensitive to her feelings here, but I, I do have to uh, get out of the way how I feel. And and that is I'm finding the money talk a bit gross. Um, and I'm and I and I think that she's almost confused. I think she's using the money as um as a way to express her sadness that she's not close with her parents, but it's getting really mixed up with like how are they going to pay for this? Well, where's their will? When am I getting the money? I need babies, so I need IVF. Like that part, I can't, uh, I'm trying to fucking 
rub it off my skin, but I feel a bit dirty with those words. I, I'm just trying – I'm just being honest. Like I, I'm, I'm a bit grodied out by the um, pummeling of the money situation. Listen, if you want a relationship with your dad and your stepmother, I think that's wonderful. And do I think that you should talk to them about how you feel like you're sad that they're not in your life? A hundred percent. But like you've got to make sure that you're separating – the support of love and the support of finances before you step to a conversation with them. I agree. I think that I had the same reaction as you did when everything sort of led back to money. Mm -hmm. The will and then the IVF um, and the fact that the the parents… Yeah. And the parents haven't made any mention of wanting to help out with the cost of IVF. I mean… Just to stay practical and on point, if you need help with IVF and the cost of IVF, then you should ask. Mm -hmm. I don't know that you've told us that you've asked and they've outright rejected you. Um, But if you don't ask first and you expect them to, during your every two-week dinners, be like, Hey, before the appetizer gets here, we just want you to know that we are willing to help you out financially with your IVF. I think that's a little, I think that's a little presumptuous. That's a good word. Okay. My word would be entitled. Okay. Um, but if you are telling us that you had dinner, your every two week dinner, and you said, Hey, before the appetizer arrived, I said, listen, we really want children. This means a lot to me. And unfortunately, we just don't have the money. Would it be possible for you to give us a loan or help us out with making that happen? And they said to you, "Uh, no, thank you. Let's eat our appetizers. Aren't these mushroom craps so good? (laughs) Then we'd be having a different conversation, right? Right. But I don't hear that. I So I'm a little bit – I don't want to be a dick because you're clearly – torn, guiltily resentful, and I want to respect that, but none of what you're writing here tells me that you appreciate what they've done for you so far. And maybe that's kind of the vibe that they're getting too. You know, maybe that's why the stepmother is a bit distant is maybe because she's always thought that you were expecting this money always uh, were expecting this kind of financial support throughout your life. And so maybe she's like, back off, bitch. I, like, we want to keep some for ourselves. Um, <laughs> you know, and I and I don't want to sound harsh, but that that is the other side of this story. You know, you have to understand maybe the way that you communicated your sadness for the loss of the closeness is through – this this financial gain that you're looking for. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just maybe don't think you've, as Lainey has said, um, really set out clearly how you feel and, and what you need. Well, I also think that sometimes we are too close to a situation to be able to mm-hmm. actually assess it accurately. So from a bystander outsider perspective, the way I see it is your father waited until you were in a stable relationship and about to get married before pulling you aside, as you said, and saying, hey, why don't you pay now for your own student loans? He didn't do it when you were still on your own. He didn't do it when you were in a bad place. He did it when you were ready to get married, Mm. when you found a partner in life, 
and you were ready to embark on this new life of adulthood of adulthood and I find that that's to me I'm not a parent but I can read in this that there was a clear parental focus there Mm -hmm. our girl as you said is about to embark on a new stage of life a new stage of responsibility and independence Mm -hmm. and therefore we feel like it's okay now to be like, hey, can we start saving more for our retirement yeah. and taking her loans off the table for us and enjoying our retirement, maybe doing some traveling? We've worked so hard. Of course, they're entitled to all of that. As an outsider, Sasha, and I see that. I know as an insider for you, you are right in the bubble of it and perhaps that perspective isn't as obvious, but I feel like that's a good parenting move, mm-hmm. like a very kind one. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. you? I agree. I think it's a, a totally good parental move on their behalf. But again, we don't really know the ins and outs of their relationship, their past, um, and how divided that has been for our writer. But I will say this. I think that your focus on money and your focus on money and your relationship with your parents. And so I think it would be in your best interest to take this time to kind of see what vibe you've been putting out that has maybe caused a bit of a rift between you and your family and, and take it from there and really decipher what it is that you feel angry about. Do you feel angry that they're not supporting you financially or are you angry that there is um, a gap in your relationship? And like, ask. Ask for what you want. If you need financial help for IVF, ask your parents. They were helping you at one point with your education. There's no reason to believe they wouldn't want to help you with your family planning. But you have to put it out there first instead of just assuming assuming, and then sitting in… And then sitting in fake resentment, right? That's right. Yeah. Exactly. But like why didn't they offer? Well… They didn't know. And it's, you know… And also it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean it's their responsibility either. I think it's great if they were to offer the money to you, but at the same time you can't be mad at them for not. Yes. Good luck. Keep us posted on that. And keep your questions coming to Sasha at laneygossip.com and check and us out on iTunes and just, Google Play. Oh, and thank you for all the emails we got about <laughs> um tattoos versus pussy lasering. We had such a spectrum, a wide spectrum of responses. Yeah. Some people were like, ah, oh, tattoos are worse, especially on certain parts of the body. And then some people were like, ah, oh, fucking killed when I fucking lasered my pussy. Right. But the consensus is you're still probably going to go for it. Um, I have made an appointment. Oh, you have? Yes. Okay. Um, where are you my- going to Instagram it? You're going to Instagram your labia? <laughs> you can get yes to do that for you and like great lighting. <laughs> God. If I could, I'd fucking Instagram that shit okay, for sure. Great. Let's let's but end I'm on that. I'm pretty sure now. the clinic won't allow it. Anyway, I'll <laughs> let you know about my pussy lasering. I actually I made an appointment for a test. Okay. Because apparently our Asian pigmentation. We're yellow. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So okay. thanks. Okay, next week we'll talk to you later. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.